Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Uh, we appreciate your patience as we had to have pretty much the entire week off. Uh, we we back a lot. We went, came back last night. We dove into the Latrell Mitchell being ruled out, which was one of the great kicks in the dick of all time, and I did not take it well. Uh, but we've got to do our draft review this week, and uh, I took an L this week, took another L. It's been a few on the trot. We're not at panic station yet. I'll explain why very soon, but uh, we'd rather be winning. I'll tell you that much for free. And I thought, as soon as I got sick, I thought, fuck, the bloke that beat me this weekend, it will be his pride and joy to hear me analyse the victory or the loss that was for me, the victory that was for him. And I thought, fuck, I have got to pull my finger out of my ass before the end of this week and give him a review because he will be beside himself and I would really be feeling for his beautiful wife this week if I didn't put out the podcast because he would be carrying on a fucking treat. So, Curdy boy, we'll go through your mighty, mighty victory this morning, and then we'll have a quick preview of the game that's coming up for me this weekend, which will be a bit of a shit fight, to be honest with you. I think I've only got five players in this buy round, so uh, I knew this L was coming. I was pretty confident I was going to lose this week anyway, uh, but I didn't anticipate losing the two, potentially the three games in a row before that as well, pretty much ever since I made that trade. So plenty to dive into, probably not as much to talk about as far as next week, but quite a bit to talk about as far as where we're sitting. We are dropping down the ladder uh, and why I'm not too panicked about it. So we'll get into that very quickly, but let's rip and tear into our game from the weekend. Now, a game that I did expect to win. I thought I would get the job done here. It was actually the game that I looked at 
looked at matchups and whatnot and thought, you know what, I think I will be able to get a W there. That was obviously a few weeks ago before Nath Cleary got ruled out. Uh, but, I mean, even so, I, I don't think I would have won anyway. I got beat by like 170. I actually had a cracking weight, Kurt, in, in the, at the end of it. Uh, it was pretty impressive. But let's go through that game from the weekend. We'll match it up with the games that were actually played as we do every single weekend. Uh, as you guys know, I've been crook all week. That's because, of course, we went down to the nation's capital uh, for the game on Friday. We went down on Thursday night, though. Myself and one of the other boys, Stevie Hebner, from uh, the same Supercoach draft comp. If you do want to listen to that draft content, uh, I, I think Steve's probably got the second best team. I, I do think mine's the best side, uh, but I think Steve's got the team that can beat mine. But I'll tell you what, I think this weekend has made me realise I'm potentially sleeping on Kurt a little bit. Uh, so I'll have to keep a close eye on him over the next few weeks, which will have him very, very fucking excited. Uh, but if you want to listen to myself and Steve, a really honest and deep Supercoach draft chat about both of our teams. We've both made some big trades over the last two weeks, uh, and there's a lot of reasoning behind that. We're sort of dancing with each other at the moment. So uh, really good chat there. If you are a Supercoach, keen Supercoach draft player, I advise you go and have a listen to that and just listen to our different strategies and whatnot, how we're approaching the final series this year with two teams that should feature in the grand final, in my opinion. I think we've got the two best sides, but Curdy boy, not far behind us, just quietly sneaking up on us. So, shout out to him. Now, let's get into that game, uh, this game. So, Thursday night, we had the Titans knock over the West Tigers, 28 points to 12 in this game. I don't think I had anyone from this game. No, I didn't. Uh, Kurt had Alex Twole and Stafford Tower, who went for 37 and 36 at that point. I was thinking, ah, oh, sweet. Uh, that's a great start to have his two first players go sub 40, good as gold. Love to see that was very, very positive to start there. Then we had the Raiders v. Waz game, which, of course, I was at down there in the nation's capital. Corey Horsburgh, he put out 70 points for me. Joe Tapanay, a lot of people blowing up about him. Uh, look, 49 points. Not ideal, but, fuck, if he got 60, you wouldn't have said anything, and it's only 11 points off, so... Uh, I'm not overly worried about Joe Tapanay. I still think he will be okay this year. And I'm also completely fine with the Canberra Raiders losing a couple of games, meaning that they need to win games at the back end of the season. My Warriors, though, they shit the bed. Jackson Ford was pretty average, very average, 34, very disappointing. Montoya at 25. But the storyline of the night in the nation's capital was Sean Johnson. And of course, Kurt had him 119. In typical Kurt fashion, I got the text later that night. Geez, aren't you lucky I didn't put the VC on Sean Johnson. So I dodged another Kurt bullet there. Um, but yeah, 119 from Sean Johnson. Uh, so a very, very big performance there. And uh, I think, mate, missing the VC, I think it turned out better for you in the end. Anyway, we'll get to that very soon. Uh, and then I had, for the first time ever, Tommy Turbo. I've never owned him before in draft. This was the first time. I've owned him for two weeks. The first time... I've got to own him and watch him play, and he, he didn't disappoint. Uh, he was my VC, which I ended up taking, 252. And at that point, I thought, you know what? I'm probably sitting in the box seat here. Despite Sean Johnson's score, uh, that is a fantastic knock by Tommy Turbo. I also had Lemuelu, who scored 42, which wasn't fantastic, but it was more than what Mark Nichols scored, 37, and it was more than what you know three of his four players so far had scored. So at this point, I was sitting pretty confidently. I think I had Curdy a bit down in the dumps. Got some uh, got some worrying messages from him over the weekend and whatnot. Playing his violin as he does. I tell you what, he can play a few songs on his violin. If you're ever looking for someone to play at a party or anything, 
reach out to my boy, Kurt. He can nail it for you. Um, so, yeah, I was sitting pretty well at that point. I thought I was just about home. Um, and then it all turned very, very quickly. We had the Dragons uh, do over the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 36 to 30. In that game, I had Campbell Graham. He had a really average game, but he got bailed out late, scoring 98. And I had Havili. Now, I actually... Um, this was another controversial one. I actually managed to get Jacob Little off the waiver wire, which I was really happy about. And then when, when we were driving home on Saturday, I just didn't even think about swapping over Havili and Little. I didn't even think about it. So Little obviously would have been the guy to play there. It turns out he was. He scored 65. Havili scored 43, but I had Havili. It didn't matter in the end, though. That If I would have done that, Kurt would have beaten me by 160 instead of 170 or something. So it didn't matter at all. Uh, but, yeah, played Havili. Campbell Graham got a 98, which was good to see for Curdy Boy. Who did he have? No one in that game. He didn't have anyone. We then had the Broncos and the Knights go head-to-head. Kurt had Dane Gagai, who had a really nice game, 86 points. Kurt Capewell, 46. Even by this point, I was still sitting okay. You know, Tony Stags got 45, so he squared up with Capewell. And Caelan Ponga got 92 uh, which beat Dane Gago anyway. So I was still sitting okay at that point, thinking I'm okay. Uh, he obviously had a vice captain and a captain to come. And then heartbreak came. Now, this was a double kick in the dick for me. The Roosters and the Panthers. Two players got ruled out of this game. One was Billy Smith. One was Zach Hosking. Both of them, which I had. On top of that, I obviously had Jack DeBellin and Nathan Cleary who were out. Uh, so this actually left me short a player for the weekend. It meant that I could take an AE. But I can't remember what, what position it was. It must have been CTW. I actually didn't have another CTW that I could fill in there. So that ended up being very costly, Billy Smith being out. That was a real, real stinger. Once again, though, don't think it would have, well, it wouldn't have turned the result. But I ended up with 12. And I think that sort of gave Kurt a bit of a sniff, which had me very, very worried. But in that game, Stilly Tupanua, uh, he got 48 there, which I was happy to take that. Uh, oh, the other one I had in the Knights game was Adam Ellett, who got 37, so pretty disappointing there. Stilly Tupanua got a 48 against the Panthers. Uh, and for Kurt, he had Daniel Tupu, who got a 39. And Brian Toto scored a try and got 66. So um, a good score there by Toto, but I think a try for him and 66. I'm not sure how Kurt would be feeling about that. I haven't been keeping too much of a close eye on Brian Toto's scores, but normally when he scores a try, you can lock him in for you know, an 80, at least a 70, a 66 is a little bit low there. Uh, but it, none of that mattered because on Sunday and Monday, Kurt's players put on an absolute fucking show. The first one, is VC, Cam Munster. He killed it. That ended up being the score that Kurt took. He scored 248, so he absolutely blew me out of the park. Along with that, Blake Braley, 36. Britt Nicker, he got Sinbin and still got 55. So he did very, very well, Britt Nicker. And then we got to Sunday, well, we had Gutho and TPJ in this one. Gutho, as we all know, the king on the King's long weekend, put on a show, 138 points there, and Tavita Pangai Jr., 48 points as well. So a big win there by Kurt. He ended up scoring 991. He only had 13 players to his credit. Uh, the rest of his bench is out or injured. So Tomato Martin, Connor Watson, Toby Rudolph, Connor Tracy, Kyle Felt. Uh, and my 12 players only stacked up 835. So even if I would have picked the right hooker, even if I would have had 13, I still think I would have lost to Kurt by at least 70-odd points realistically. I don't think I was getting a 180-game out of Billy Smith. Zach Hosking was ruled out, which hurt. But, I mean, Tupanua came in and got a 48. That could have been exactly what um, Hosking got anyway. Probably wouldn't have got much more than that. So 
Better player one here. Uh, Kurt's team gave it to me. I will say this, and I said that Kurt's team, just as I go through and reflect on it, and I'll be completely honest with you guys, I haven't looked at it at all this week because I've been sick. But, you know, for Sean Johnson to go 120, for Munster to go 224 as captain, and for Gutha to go 138 and get 991, still not cracked the 1,000. Uh, and, and Kurt did point out to me that if Britton Nicola uh, didn't get Simbin, he would have got to the... Uh, his first thousand ever, so I'm sure that'll hurt Curdy Boy, despite getting a win this weekend that he didn't think he was going to get. Um, yeah, I just I, I question if there is that big ceiling there. And look, I I wasn't stoked with my team this weekend, missing Jack DeBell and missing Nath Cleary, missing Hosking, Billy Smith, these sort of guys, mostly Nath Cleary. Uh, to still get 8.35, um, I'm okay with that. And that's with 12 players. So, uh, look, uh, did I want to win this? Fucking oath, I did 100%. Uh, is it dire straits? Not at all. Not at all. Um, I mean, I think Kurt was the highest scorer of the week. 991 was the highest scorer. Yep. To be fair, our 830 wasn't even that good compared to the rest of my comp. Um, Tommy did better than me. Uh, Jeremy fell too short than me. Uh, Ro- Wilkes did better than me. Alan did better than me. Um, Greg did better than me. Eamon did better than me. So uh, I-, I wasn't even in the top five or six scores this weekend, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, you have to say the L on that one. Where does that leave us on the ladder? Now, on the ladder, my team, I think we're sitting in fourth now, which is where we want to be at the end of the season. But I know I'm going to lose this weekend. Uh, which I think means that I will drop to fifth or sixth. Uh, I th- actually, I think it means I'll drop to fifth. So I'm on 18 competition points. Third place is on 20. Then the top two, which includes Kurt, who beat me this weekend, and Tom, who beat me two weekends ago, I think it was, they're on 22 at the moment. So top four are still well and truly wide open. As I've said all year, I want to finish third or fourth. Uh, and I still give myself a very, very good hope of doing that. I'm very confident that I do that, to be completely honest with you. Um, below me is Jem, who I actually made the trade with a couple of weeks ago. So he's got, uh, obviously, Cody Walker and Jermaine Asako, two of the guys that I drafted to start the year. He's on 18 points. My big plus for me at the moment, though, and this is why I'm so confident I'm going to make the top four, uh, when you have a look at my points scored, so that's how we decide... If you're on the same amount of points, that's how that's how. If you're on the same amount of wins, that's how we decide in our ladder. It's how many points you've scored, uh, and I'm still leading that by quite a distance. To be fair, the boys at the top of the ladder they have closed it a little bit. Um, I'm only 400, 450 points in front of them at the, in front of second place at the moment, but that's still a pretty big gap to second place. And the guys that I'm going to be competing with for third and fourth spot, realistically, um, they're at least 800 points behind me. So um, that's my one big advantage, that if you're going to come come from the bottom four to make it into the top four, you you actually have to win more games than me. You, you, you won't be able to beat me on four and against. So I'll always have the wood over them there. This weekend might close it up a little bit as well, to be fair, by round where I'm not going to have a heap of players. But I'm still pretty confident that I'll have five or 600 points on pretty much all these guys that are outside the top four. So very confident we make it to the top four this year. Very confident we'll be there. We'll be third or fourth where I want to be. And then hopefully, hopefully I've got KP, Turbo and Cleary ready come finals time to really launch my onslaught there. So fingers crossed. And playing the long game. We knew when we make this when we made this trade that it was the sacrifice we were going to have to make. We were going to lose a couple of games. That was a big part of the trade. Uh, Jem knew that he couldn't lose too many games during this origin period. Shout out to everyone else in my comp. Jem hasn't lost a game for those playing at home. His last five rounds, he is four and one. So he's done pretty well to go undefeated since making that trade. And I haven't won a game since making that trade. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jem does overtake me this weekend. 
uh, and jump into that top four. Uh, but I'm going to back myself to win more games on the run home with my four and against. I think I will finish third or fourth towards the back end of the season. Now, let's have a look at the game coming up this weekend. Now, as I said, I think I've got five players. So, And you know what? Not only have I got five players, I've got Zach Hosking, who will play in the, what is it, the first game of the week? Yeah, Zach Hosking playing the first game of the week, and then every single one of my other players plays in the Knights versus Roosters game. So my weekend, my Supercoach weekend, is going to be over at 5 p.m. Saturday Arvo. And yeah, look, guys, the more I look at this matchup I've got this weekend, probably the less I have to say about it, to be honest with you. As I said, I'll have Hosking. On the Friday night, then I'll have KP, Elliot, Tupanua, Billy Smith. And I actually uh, picked up Sandon Smith uh, off the um, off the waiver wire this week. So, uh, Sandon Smith. So, I um, yeah, I'm just going to have a little flyer on him and see how he goes. But other than that, I mean, the players I can't use this weekend, Cleary, Chavoyevich, Little, Havili, Horsburgh, Tapanay, Jack DeBellin, Ford, Staggs, Lemuelu, Campbell Graham, Seb Chris. Not really any guys that I can drop in a comp my league, realistically, so I just have to wear it this week, and I'm okay with it. I'll drop out of the top four this week, which sucks. Well, I should drop out of the top four anyway, uh, but that's okay. I can wear that, and Greg's got Sorensen, Dearden, Liotta, uh, Valeme, Corey Allen, Sivo, Bailey Simons, and John Bayman, Sofa Simon, Lamona, and Jade Nockenball. So he's got four more players than me this weekend, and that's if he doesn't drop anyone off his bench, which, to be fair... I don't think he will drop any of those guys. Maybe Lockie Miller he could drop. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just think I, I'll be throwing this game away this weekend. So the review next week will be very, very boring. We might have to find something else to talk about there just quietly because uh, I should get slapped off the park in this game. The game that I care more about is Jeremy's game, to be honest with you, because uh, if he wins that, which he's got no players this weekend either, which is good, yeah. So he's only got Crossland, Pensini, Bullimore, Wilton, Alamotti. Geez, that's a grim group of players. He's taken on Cozzy, who's pretty stacked this weekend. He's got a number of guys that will feature, and he will drop guys to win it if need be. So, um, yeah, don't mind that. Uh, obviously, Jeremy, guy I made the trades with, he's in fifth place at the moment. So, once again, when we go back and have a look at the ladder, he's the guy that I thought would knock me out of the top four. So, he probably won't this week, to be fair. So hopefully it stays that way. Uh, and then, yeah, geez, it's going to be a close comp. The, the the bottom four in my comp, it's going to be so tight. It is, it's going to be wild how that all plays out. So I'd like to think unless Jeremy pulls a miracle out of his ass, which Jeremy is well known for doing, I think I will stay in the top four at the end of next weekend. And then we just need to find a W somewhere. We just need to stay. If I can just stay in the top eight, to be completely honest with you guys, if I can just stay in the top eight at the end of the origin period, That'll give me about six weeks where I'll have Turbo, KP, and Cleary. Uh, where I should be able to win most of those games during that period and finish third or fourth. So, as I said, when Cleary got injured, if I can just snag one or two wins from that period, I will be absolutely stoked with that. Haven't got them yet. Won't get it this weekend, uh, but I think they will come over the next few weeks. So, really, it's a bit of a boring time in draft for me, to be honest with you. It's a bit of a waiting game and just be patient. Uh, and just have to slowly sort of watch myself fall down the ladder, which is okay. We're all about the long game. We want to finish third or fourth. We want to have that better waiver. Come finals time, that's where we want to be, and we just need all of our guys to be fit at the back end of the season, and I personally think I'll be very, very hard to beat, but that top four is crucial. I think the other boys in my comp are, are getting a little bit hopeful that I might miss it, but me personally, I'm very, very confident that I will be there, so I will see how it plays out. Spring, is that you? 
Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.